Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Well, welcome in Life Planning 101 on this beautiful Monday morning, uh, Election Day Eve. Angela Robinson with us uh, this morning. And are you going to be nice or are you going to be mean today? Oh, I'm going to be, uh, well, well, I'll, we'll just be me. <laughs> <laughs> it's past Halloween, so, uh, you know, I won't try to scare yeah, anybody, but uh, or treat it, it still might happen. Uh, yes, welcome into the show. And this is a big week, right? So if you're listening today, we're sitting here with anticipation. If you're here on Saturday, you still might not know <laughs> um, what the election results are going to be. But uh, we are going to slightly talk about politics today but i really want to refer you back to last week's show with aaron it was absolutely phenomenal regarding your investments if you have questions about that make sure you go to our website www.kennedy-financial.com because he addressed what you need to be doing with your portfolio in light of all of the political situation and it was a wonderful show and I think, you know, there's some great tools attached to that you're going to absolutely love. But we're going to talk a little bit about taxes today. Okay. But we're specifically going to talk to business owners, ranchers, and farmers. Okay. And we're specifically going to be talking about Democratic versus Republican uh, results. And even if you have Republican results, which is, means a more favorable estate tax code for you, that doesn't necessarily mean you get your cake. And I'll explain here in a second. But I want to start out by telling you about old rancher John. Okay. He had a farm, which I found funny, in a small ranch in Montana. The Montana Wage and Hour uh, Department claimed he was not paying the proper wages to his workers. And so they sent an agent out, like they do, uh, to interview the guy. And the guy said, I need a list of all your employees and how much you pay them. And he said, well... There's my ranch hand who's been with me for three years. I pay him $600 a week plus free room and board. The cook has been here for about 18 months. I pay her $500 a week and free room and board. Then there's the halfwit who works about 18 hours a day, does 90% of all the work around here, and he makes $10 per week, pays his own room and board, and I buy him a bottle of bourbon every Saturday night. Well, that's the guy I want to talk to. The halfwit, says the agent. That would be me, replied the old <laughs> rancher. <laughs> so isn't that so true? When yeah. you're a business owner, rancher, farmer, you get at the bottom of the barrel, whatever paid, it is. Paid last. And you know, I think there's a lot of business owners that are particularly feeling that way in 2020. Couldn't we say? Absolutely. Yes, yes. Um, but it goes hand in hand with what we're going to be talking about. Because what I want to talk about today is this uh, so-called special use valuation. You may have no clue what that is, and you may have a clue what that is. Um, I think most ag people really look to this for a solution for their estate taxes. Small business owners oftentimes don't even know that it's available. But what it is, is it's the ability, and, and, and let me give you just a little background on this. So back in 1997, the IRS, um, or actually the, the Congress said, you know, okay, these small businesses, farms and ranchers are the heartbeat of this country. 
And if we kill them when the the first generation passes or the second generation passes because they have to pay all these estate taxes because they're mostly illiquid, you know, farmers, ranchers, small businesses, they're land rich, cash poor, business rich, cash poor, right? And so if we make them owe this massive amount of taxation, it could kill those businesses just dead in their tracks. So they solved the problem. It was really a bipartisan passing. It created 2032A of the tax code. Okay, so what it did is it was an attempt to remedy this collapse, okay, by saying we will give you a reduction on the value of your business, farm, or ranch if you pass all these blah, 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 blah limitations, which we'll get to here in a second. And then you can take that net value and hopefully it falls under that exemption amount so you don't have to pay federal estate taxes, okay, when you pass. Well, at that, that time, that value was $750,000. So in other words, if you owned a ranch worth a million dollars, you would have got a $750,000 exemption if you passed the requirements, right? So it leaves you with a $250,000 estate, which would have owed no estate tax. Right. Yep. Rather than a million dollars, which, you know, if half of that, which I can't remember the exemption amount, I know it was a lot smaller than... The half of that was been taxed at 40%. That could have been $250,000 of tax, right? So that would have been a massive difference for farmers and ranchers. And so this has been this number, this, um, and, and remember, it's, it's, an, it's a special use valuation. It has been adjusted for inflation all these years since 1997. Well, if you notice, our cost of living adjustment hasn't been very high in a lot of those years. I'm not sure if you've paid attention sure. to that. If you're a Social Security earner, you you know what I'm saying. Um, your Medicare premiums go up more, more than, than your Social Security right. check, right? Uh, but So it's been adjusted for inflation, but that inflation amount is only $1.18 million. That's not a lot not of money. money. No. Might sound great at first. And to farmers and ranchers, I bet you're thinking, well, if I take the ag use of my land, the value, then that is a lot of money. Not really. So let's suppose that you have a ranch. And I'm specifically talking to farmers and ranchers because you do think about the ag value use of your land. Okay. Businesses think about the valuation. But let's suppose you have a ranch. It's worth $3 million as an operating ranch. However, if you were to sell it to an outsider for some other kind of use or investment people or whatever, the value would be $10 million. That value, the latter, the $10 million, is what's called the fair market value of that property. And that's what the IRS is going to use to calculate your gross estate and your taxes, not the $3 million. So now you got a $10 million issue. Yes, you got a $10 million issue. So when you reduce that amount by $1.18 million, that ain't a lot of money <laughs> at all, right? Okay, so and here's where the problem this is. This is crazy. I actually looked up some numbers. So there was an economist that did a whole piece on this, which was great. Her name is Megan Nelson. 
And she wrote why this happened. It's just simple inflation numbers. So the, you know, the Section 2032A reduction amount has only increased by 55% since 1997. Okay. 23 years. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. In stark contrast here, according to the USDA's National Agriculture Statistics Service, this is just what they say. Okay. And in areas like Montana right now where things are booming, it might be completely different. So in that area, um, or in according to what they say, estimated cropland values have increased 223% versus that 55%. Wow. Okay. Agriculture land values have increased by 241%, even more. Wow. So this generous deduction has become very outdated and not so generous. Of course, it's buried down in, in legislation. I'm sure it's not at the top of anyone's list at the moment, especially when we have an exemption amount right now, a federal estate tax exemption of $11.18 million. Right. That means if you have farmland that's worth less than that and you die in 2020, there is no estate tax, right? However, what if tomorrow, or depending on when you're listening to the show, the opposite side of the aisle got elected. What's going to happen to that eleven point one eight million? It's going to go to about five million dollars. Hopefully, hopefully that's best case. Right. So I'm yet to see a proposal that didn't want to see it at three and a half, three and a half million. Okay, that's so, eight million, seven and a half million dollar difference. Yes, exactly. So seven and a half million taxed it. Best case again, best case because we're going to go to proposals here. But best case, forty percent. Wow. All right. Does that farmer and rancher have a problem? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wait, we get to reduce it by the million bucks. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we say 400000 That is a big number. But <laughs> when you're talking about, you know, $3 million a tax, it's not that big a number, right? And so how does a family pay for that? How does your family pay for that? You know, most farmers, ranchers, and small business owners are usually family. Yes. Do you agree with that? Okay, so what do they usually want to see? Passed down to the next generation. That's exactly right. How can it happen if there's a liquidity crunch? And if you're in that situation and you're in a forced sale, you may yeah. get taken advantage of because people know you've got to get rid of it fast. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what we're going to talk about here on Life Planning 101. So you said nice. I I don't know that it's nice. Relevant. Relevant. <laughs> especially, especially timing right now. First week of November in 2020, this could be the most critical piece of information that you hear if you are a small business owner, farmer, and rancher, and you're not going to want to miss it right here on Life Planning 101. And welcome back Life Planning 101, segment two. We're talking taxes. <laughs> taxes, just simplify it, right? Ag valuations, taxes, special use valuations for small businesses, taxes, estate taxes in particular, because this is probably the biggest change on the docket for this presidential election. And uh, again, this show is on Monday. Uh, November 2nd, so we await the outcomes of the election. You may or may not know them if you're listening in on Saturday. And uh, I will say if uh, Biden is the winning mo- winning at the moment on Saturday and you're listening to the show, most likely we're, we're going Democratic for the next four years. So um, I think it's extremely important for people to be paying attention to this uh, piece of information if you're a farmer, rancher, or small business owner. And, you know, there's a great quote out there, and it's completely anonymous, but it says, 
one difference between death and taxes, because, of course, they're the only two things certain in life, right, is that death doesn't get worse every time Congress meets. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this case, it may be, because you may be rolling over in your grave, right? right. Um, and we're talking about ag valuation, because I think a lot of farmers and ranchers believe that they'll be able to use the ag value for their estate tax return and their gross estate amount, and that couldn't be the furthest thing from the truth. We mentioned in the first segment that you will be using a fair market value. That's if an outsider were to come in and buy your property. That's what gets recorded as your gross estate. So if you're um, you know, married today, you have the luxury of a $22 million exemption in 2020. If you are unmarried, you have an $11 million exemption. And if it's Saturday and we're turning blue, you can bet that that's going to at least drop in half, if not go down to $3.5 million and $7 million mm. correspondingly. So I think it's extremely important that you address this. And, you know, most farmers and ranchers don't even know they have a problem. They don't even have, know they have an issue. You know, there's a couple things in the tax code I want to bring up because these are things that we always have discussions about farmer with farmers and ranchers. Of course, we talked about the special use valuation, and that would lower it uh, this year by $1.18 million, so it's not a lot of money. And to get that $1.18 million, I want you to know there's really, really stringent rules around that. For example, for the next 10 years, that farm, ranch, or small business has to continue to operate as that farm, ranch, or small business by that family. For 10 years. For 10 years. If an heir is to die, someone in that family has to materially, materially participate, continue it on. Okay? So it's not just this is a great special use valuation that you're automatically going to get. You may not even want it. You may want to avoid it like the plague because these rules are so stringent. And you need to make sure that you're aware of what these rules are before you actually get into lining with with wanting to do this in your planning. Okay, so that's number one. Let's talk about something else. There's a little piece in the code, section 6166, and I think anything that has three sixes in it is just probably bad news for anybody. So (laughs) this one in particular is not so great. So let's suppose that you are a farmer and rancher. You die, and your estate, you've got a $10 million ranch, and your estate owes $3 million of taxes. But you don't have the cash. You didn't do any planning. There's, There's no cash whatsoever, okay? Now, here's an option for you. You can spread that taxation out over 15 years. It's definitely possible to do that. Is that a good thing to do? Well, can your family pay it? Right. Number one, I would say most farm and ranch families cannot pay it because they were having trouble. Remember our joke at the beginning of the show that a rancher really takes home the least amount of pay and they might be able to afford a a bottle of bourbon at the end of the week as a luxury, right? And so you're broke till the day you sell the ranch. And so how does that change for the second generation? It doesn't. No, it usually doesn't unless your kids have gone off and done something completely different. There's some other things about this, okay? Number two, your executor is personally liable for that tax. Oh, yeah, your eyebrows just went up, right? Okay? So for 15 years, it puts your executor on the line. Wow. Wow. Okay? Number three, beneficiaries generally have to wait till all the taxes are paid to actually receive the asset. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So like I said, anytime there's a 666 in the tax code, you just avoid it like the plague, okay? (laughs) So the 15-year payment of tax does not need to be your plan whatsoever. That's obvious. So really what Congress has given us, in a nutshell, is a complicated mess to see if it may be able to help but most likely won't be something we want to use at all. Right. Yuck. Right? So what do you do? What do you do about this? And this, I think, is extremely key. No one likes to think about dying. Right? Okay? I want to tell you a story, and this gives me chill bumps, about a gentleman I got to meet close to a decade ago now. And this gentleman was probably the best planner I've ever met in my life. He's a rancher. He had inherited a ranch, and he ended up making that operation tenfold what it was when he inherited it. Sold it, moved up to Montana. That's when I got the pleasure of meeting him. And he bought a ranch up there and was the most joyful person I've ever met. Single operator, loved the life, knew, knew he needed to put it down, hadn't figured out what he was going to retire to, but more importantly was making sure that he had a plan in place to protect his loved ones if something happened to him. Because he saw it. He was the guy with the $10 paycheck to buy, in his case, the tequila at the end of the week, okay? <laughs> so, but, you know, here's the deal. Is that when all came out in the wash, he ended up passing away a couple years ago unexpectedly. Had an accident out on the ranch. And guess what? There was nothing for his heirs to worry about. All taken care of. Everything was taken care of. Wow. Did they have to be forced to sell the ranch? No. no. Could they stay there? Yes. yes. Did they have options of figuring out what they wanted to do? Yes. Did they have time to figure out what they wanted to do? Yes. Did they have time to grieve? Yes. Did they have money to mess up? Yes. yes. <laughs> Those are some big yeses, right? So we may not want to think about death, but sometimes... We got to think about our loved ones and which is more important, just not thinking about death or leaving our loved ones a legacy that says, I love you. That's important. Very much. Yes. So when we come back here on Life Planning 101, we're going to talk about what you need to be doing if you're a farmer, rancher, or business owner before the end of 2020. You don't want to miss it. Final segment, Life Planning 101. Angela's going to give us some answers now. Yes, some answers. Everybody (laughs) looking for the the crown jewel here at the end of the show. And and that is true. You know, whether, uh, of course, this is Monday, so it's election eve, and it's a huge election. And, uh, you know, you brought up something good, Terry, that no matter who gets elected tomorrow, we're still Americans. Absolutely. We're still one country, one nation under God. And I think we have to remember that we have to come together and uh, we have to support whatever uh, happens with this country and, and no matter if you're drinking coffee or bourbon first thing in the morning tomorrow morning everything's going to be great yeah, absolutely. because we are the united states of america and i think uh, we have to realize that you know no matter what happens we can't control that but what we can control is our own situation so we have to buck up we have to buck up and we have to smell the roses, so to speak. I don't even know if that's the right term. I think people listen to the show just to see what I'm going to mess up on this <laughs> term. Um, but uh, reality is, is that this is one of those things, right? Farmers, ranchers, small businesses, you got to buck up. If we turn blue this week, 
you need to be getting yourself in high gear to be working with a smart farmer, ranch, and small business owner professional to help you with your planning and get this stuff in order. Because you may have till December 31st of 2020 to still get $20 million out of your estate. That includes your ranch. Okay. Does that mean that you would lose it? Does that mean that you can't still benefit from it? Does that mean that you can't even put strings on it and pull it back in if you don't want to? No, doesn't mean any of those things. It means that you have this use it or lose it exemption to be able to take advantage of. And if you're hitting a high end of that, if you're a, if your estate is more than, I would say at least $5 million, you need to be doing some planning now. Okay. And like I mentioned before, earlier this year, it doesn't matter if it's now, four years from now, or 2026. This exemption amount is not going to last, I'm going to tell you. It's going to swing back and forth. So if your plan is to just wait until the right color is in Congress to die, you know, how, how that works out for you, please make sure you, you write it down, pass it on so we can we can share it with learn, <laughs> other clients, you. right? But, you know, that's really, really probably not the plan that you want. And there's some great ways to be able to help your family pass things on to second generation. You know, we've had the luxury this year of working with about eight bigger families that bigger families, meaning that two, three generations large on their farms and ranches and getting those successfully out of the hands of Uncle Sam and keeping them successfully in lineage for the family. And at the same time, we always love to focus on good Christmases and Thanksgivings, right? So that's extremely important. I think a lot of times farmers, ranchers, small business owners don't do something because there's a reason. There's a procrastination reason. There's a maybe that's that they don't want to talk about things that are the elephants in the room. Maybe it's the dysfunctional children. Maybe it's the fact that they just don't want to think that they're there yet in life. It doesn't matter what those things are. You got an opportunity that's about to fly out the window. And so you have to ask yourself what's more important that we finally need to bring this to light and, and get these things discussed, or I'm just going to let the second generation face this and whatever their tax consequences are. And if that means they have to fire or sell the ranch, and it happens to be a 2008, ouch. Ouch. Are you okay with that? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, you're not okay with it, right, Terry? Yeah, and I, I think most people wouldn't be. I think they wouldn't be. But I think we, we make a mistake in thinking that if we don't do anything – that we're not harming anything. Well, actually, the opposite of true is true. You know, if you're not doing anything, you have a plan. It's just not a very good one. No. <laughs> you're at the mercy of the government. Yeah. You're at the mercy of this 6166, right? So <laughs> 15 years of, of, uh, of heck for your family. I don't think that's exactly what you want to do. So I would highly encourage you to work with someone that's a specialist. This is an area we specialize in. We do this because we know the business. We've been, you know, farm and ranch families for a long time, been working with them. And it's not just our experiences, but, you know, since 1989, we've had experiences of the families we work with all across the board. So, you know, a lot of times people get real scared. They say, well, this is the first time I've ever done this. I don't want to mess this up. Well, it's not our first time. Right. We've done it again and again and again. Experience. Yes, again and again and again. And a lot of times, we see it on the back end. We see it at the end of the second generation or the third generation. And we have a mess to clean up rather than something to actually work toward for a family. 
So it is truly an amazing gift. And I know 2020 is a weird year. Really? Really. <laughs> I'm really weird. Yeah, really weird. So what if the gifts you give this year are a little bit different? What if they aren't packaged up with a pretty bow? What instead that you give your gift of good Christmases and Thanksgivings for so many families, for so many generations to come? Do you tidy everything up and that you let Uncle Sam get exactly what you want him to get? And as little as more. possible. <laughs> yeah. For some people, that is true. So with that, um, we appreciate everyone. God bless everyone. God bless America. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas, where the weather is is beautiful. And uh, we wish you the very best. And I, I wish I could say go Cowboys this year, but my, I'm just too disheartened by too many things. But, <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll just say uh, go America in that case. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates. Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.